0: We shall proceed no further in this business.
1: Was the hope drunk wherein you dressed yourself? Hath it slept since, and it wakes now to look so green and pale at what it did so freely.
0: Privy peace! I dare to hold up become a man. Who dares do more is none.
1: What beast wasn't then that made you break this enterprise to me? When you dost do it, then you are a man. If we should fail, we fail. But screw your courage to the sticking place, and will not fail.
0: Welcome to the Scottish Film, a podcast that is not about Scottish films. I'm Paul Salt. And I'm Katie Maiden. A double bill of TV adaptations this week.
1: Oh my god. I know,
0: as we firstly return to Hallmark for the 1960 remake of the 1954 live telecast that we covered in episode two.
1: I... That you can't wait for this, everyone.
0: <laughs> this is what you've been waiting for. Which version should I watch? The final cut, director's cut, nineteen fifty-four, black and white TV, or nineteen sixty scratchy colour. This is where all the answers are.
2: You found it. We will proceed no further in this business. Was the hope drunk when you dressed yourself? had it slept since? And wakes it now to look so green and pale at what it did so freely? Million peace. I dare to all that may become a man. Who dares do more is not. What beast was it then that made you break this enterprise to me? When you durst do it then, you were a man. If we should fail, we fail. But screw your courage to the sticking
3: place, and we'll not fail.
0: This version has an all-British supporting cast and was actually filmed in Scotland, which is a novelty, I think, for the films we've covered so far. Yeah, very good. It won five Primetime Emmys and was the most expensive TV program produced at the time. So uh, there's a lot of money in greetings cards, it seems.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are green cards for everything nowadays, so (laughs) why not one for Macbeth?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I am so sorry that you've had a bad prophecy that has made you kill your king. Has it made him, though? Can we take that responsibility? Mm. This is a really ethically dubious greetings card. So yeah, try and imagine this as like the Game of Thrones of its day. Does it have <laughs> a controversial conclusion? We'll find out. So, uh, his hour upon the stage. How did you find this uh, film, and how did it compare to the telecast? From what you remember.
1: Um. So this was similar, but it had like different bits. Um. Mm. For example, it was much more like dramatically milking is the way that i'd like to call it there were more <laughs> okay. hand movements and there were more like right. clutches of the head and yeah. there were more like just gest- gesticulations about yeah. things um <laughs> the set was different it was obviously yes. set in scotland but also the set in general was different it was more like i think i like the this set a bit more oh yeah, yeah. it looks more like luxurious
0: Certainly yeah. More authentic I would say it seems. It's more like yeah. an actual castle and it makes inventive use of its space.
1: Yeah, it had more like structure. Mm. Like this room, this room, this room kind of thing. Yeah. And um they had more like, you know, luxurious like furniture and stuff. Yeah. Um uh yeah, so I really liked some of the costumes, like the oh, armour yeah. was great. Oh um, yeah. Macbeth's um I particularly wanted to give a shout out to Macbeth's polka dot like cape i don't know if you
0: noticed
1: that he <laughs> i did just, not like, notice back of my poker dot cape oh my god so, i want to know if i can get that on asos
0: um
1: <laughs> and also i my favorite bit of this was banquo i don't oh. know if you noticed but he just he was played really well yes and the relationship with his son was really strong you know he was putting his arm around him he was like kind of like hold my armor which is like a you know big big thing for father and son and it was just played in this really likable way i liked him so much and that really affects you obviously when obviously banquo is shuffled off yeah
0: yeah yeah (laughs)
1: it's it's more effective if you like the character so i think that was a really good part of this
0: well i'm really happy that you've identified him because yeah one of my notes is that that's michael horden playing banquo who is an absolutely fabulous british actor of um sort of stage and screen one of my favorite roles of his was he was in a very creepy bbc thing called um whistle and i'll come to you where he played a sort of doddery old man who gets haunted by a ghost that he meets on the beach
1: Amazing. I need to check that out then. Oh, it's
0: really good. And that's the first of the sort of um, ghost stories for Christmas range that the BBC used to do, which were just great. But he was in some big movies. He was in Cleopatra and El Cid. He's a really great actor. I'm very fond of um, his Horden. And in particular, I love his voice. Yeah. Yet it
1: was
2: said it would not stand in thy posterity, but that myself should be the root and father of many kings. If there come truth from them, as upon thee Macbeth, their speeches shine. Why, by the verities of made good, may they
0: not be my oracles as well. Set me up in hope. My one word sort of adjective for this is grander. It's got sweeping Scottish vistas, you know, and a good use of sets and very deep shots where you've got like Lady Macbeth in a window and beyond the window you can see the sort of broad horizon like it was a, you know, John Ford Western or something. And you've got some big battles and sort of men running about the place and it, it's... Macbeth and Technicolor, as it promises in its opening screen. You know, well, it's yeah, all the bells and whistles. <laughs> drab,
1: but yeah. It um, is a
0: little drab.
1: I agree with you on that. Yeah, mm. definitely. And I also wrote that um, they're trying to do original stuff. They're not mm. 100% going by their original movie back from episode two. Yeah, They are trying to change it up. So as we go through this process, you'll see that there are differences between the two, even small ones.
0: Yeah, little ones. Uh, but it's a grand of production, but I would still I would still say that this does look like an expensive television show as opposed to a movie. I
1: totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. And
0: I think mean, part of the distinction there is you have to remember things that were shot for television back in the day were shot for small televisions. People had, yeah. you know, very boxy, small televisions in their homes. They couldn't afford to do, you know, sort of, the same ambition of camera work and um, mise-en-scene that you could get away with in a cinema because at the time when you made a film for a cinema you knew it was going to stay at the cinema so you shot it differently
1: yeah you can like the set even though i said it was really like lavish and stuff yeah it was like kind of obviously lavish like there was a big golden throne yeah or like you know it was like there it is it's big it's massive you can see it on your telly
0: yeah absolutely and you know, we don't have the same sort of curios, shadows or grisly details. It's um, it's a very, it's quite a safe Shakespeare. It's a Shakespeare that you could watch and then go for dinner afterwards, which yes. is emphasised as well by the fact that we have a very happy ending. You know, it's like, yay,
1: he's king, hooray! Yeah, he's king. We got rid of that horrible Macbeth, and now our...
0: <laughs> and his awful wife. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I agree. It's it is definitely both of these are definitely made for TV movies.
0: Yeah, yeah. It definitely shows. Okay, well, foul, fair is foul and foul is fair. How close are we to Shakespeare?
1: Pretty close, yeah. yeah. Um, there, there are a couple of lines that aren't in the play, mm. um, but not, nothing completely out of the ordinary.
0: No, ab- no, there's not. And there's no real rearranging or much of a poetic license taken with the script. I think with a few additions, like an extra Lady Macbeth scene, a very pivotal one, I think, in between the sort of murder of Duncan and the feast... There's often an extra Lady Macbeth scene where they talk about Banquo and talk about regret as well, which I've seen left out of a lot of versions. We've got that here, yeah. And the fact that we have the second prophecy, which of course notably was weirdly missing from the televised version that we watched, where Macbeth seems to just know about the prophecy.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the second prophecy in this particular version is within a dream.
0: It's a dream, yes. Yeah. Lots of smoke. Which is
1: we haven't seen before. No. And we don't actually see the witches. We just kind of
0: hear them. Yeah.
1: hear them so that was a, a unique way of doing it that was one of my things that so they're trying to do things yeah in an original way
0: yeah and it's interesting and it keeps it to time i guess you don't have to have macbeth go out and find the witches again and use yeah. the same location because yeah because
1: for a made for tv movie you want it to be 90 minutes
0: yeah and this was um an hour 40 i think fairly cleanly so very yeah. similar timing in fact to the um the other versions. so very little sort of um more or less than that uh, we do still skim some lines and some scenes, but yeah, we're pretty close to Shakespeare here. Oh, a few interesting things they do. The debate as to whether or not they should kill Duncan happens in the room where the murder is going to take place. They're oh, in the bedroom. I didn't notice that. But mm. yeah. They're in the bedroom. And of course, we're not, well, we'll to that, but they're in the bedroom and they're preparing it for Duncan to come and sleep there because it's, I think in the script, it is their room that he then stays in.
1: Yeah, I mean, they do that. Mm. Um, that's kind of in Throne of Blood as well. Yeah. He sleeps in their room. Yeah, Yeah, because obviously they would have the best room.
0: Yeah, so you give them your room, which is, you know, what I do for my guests as well. So I'm at least as good as Macbeth, but I haven't killed any of them yet. So...
1: Yeah, so I haven't (laughs) seen Goodman in a while, actually. It has been a while. That's my
0: code. When I say that a friend has moved to Australia, it means bottom of my sock drawer. (laughs) (laughs) How
1: does he fit in there? He is pretty skinny. He is pretty (laughs) skinny, so...
0: He is skinny and shoppable. So... There's some little, you know, details like that which I really appreciated.
1: Um yeah, like um they do the another one of those as he does the dagger I see before me scene. In yeah. like a fire, he like yes. sees Looking it. Looking into a fire. a fire is good. And I was like, that's so good. Like it's really like <laughs> usually it's like hovering in front of them or it's on a you know
0: well, it's just in their
1: mind sometimes.
0: So far we haven't had a vi- uh, an actual dagger in uh this run. We've so far just seen people staring off into space. Yeah. when talking about that so a fire was an interesting twist yeah um okay so let's get into some extra segments extra ghosts not shown the whole no no extra ghosts no one. it was just a vision it was just a dreamy misty vision Banquo's yep. ghost i can't remember i think he's i think he's quite creepy i think he's just he's like of bloody... um, a kind of
1: like i don't know if you remember puka from nightmare
0: He's oh, yes, kind I kind of like yeah. just
1: a little round <laughs> white ghost thing. Yes, he's it's a VT like, effect. He's not a humanoid. He's just like a right. kind of
0: shape. <laughs> right. Um, Ross's poker face, probably the worst so far. There's no comedically long pause. I
1: said Ross had a great poker face in that he like was completely just going with the conversation. He was so conversational. Yeah. He was just like, yeah, they're fine. Your wife and kids are fine. How
2: does my wife Why? well and all my children well too the town has not battered at their peace no they were well at peace when i did leave them
0: i want a pause i want a long awkward pause where it's obvious that he's lying Just, <laughs> oh okay so you're going b- for like has a <laughs>
1: Good poker face is actually a bad poker face. Yeah,
0: I want a bad poker face. His, his <laughs> poker face was very sound in as much as you probably if you didn't if you didn't quite clock that he's talking to Macduff, you wouldn't necessarily realize that he's lying because it no. is very much just how's my family? Fine. Kids? Yeah. Great. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. All good. <laughs> anyway. So we were talking about Can we move on. <laughs> it's very weird that because I think we talked about this in episode one. What is the incentive for Ross to lie about this? Because he needs Macduff to be pissed at Macbeth, so he needs him on side. Because I think Malcolm is the one trying to do all the the converting in that scene. Malcolm's like, yeah, we should go kill Macbeth, he killed my dad. And Macduff's just like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. And then Ross shows up with the piece of information that's going to turn the tide of this conversation, and he withholds it, which... Can I just yeah. say that
1: yeah. if anyone ever kills your wife and kids,
0: yeah. it will be the first
1: thing I say to you when I see you. I'm not going to like come with me to bring it, take up. my shoes off, like get a cup of tea, settle down with a bl- <laughs> with like a waiter blanket. I am going to tell you straight away: look, your wife <laughs> and kids are dead. So just just so you know for the future, if that ever happens,
0: <laughs> I'm going to stop you there because. <laughs> I've got some news that we need to talk about. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. My Uh,
1: wife and kids are dead. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) No. Um, Porter speech. Not as funny as the presumably American actor who performed it in the 54 version. Yeah, I didn't
1: even really make a note of the Porter speech because it didn't really affect me. I I knew that that was the Porter, but it was just he was just like a regular guy. Yeah.
0: We have a Scottish accent.
2: What things does drink especially provoke? Marisha, nose painting, sleep... And literary, sir. literally sir, it provokes and unprovokes it provokes the desire but it takes away the performance
0: which is unique to that but <laughs>
1: yeah because there was no scottish accents in this or
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah this the is the only one. scottish accent in the entire production um i do like macduff's face as he's listening to the porter though macduff is quite comical in that scene firstly for his face when he's listening to the porter cuz he just looks like holy shit i cannot be asked with this <laughs> How long do I have to stand here listening to this guy before Macbeth shows up? <laughs> I'm going to go back outside and knock again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, he was outside for a long time in this version. You know one.
0: what? It makes me anxious a little bit. It's like a ringing phone. So every time the Porter speech, I'm half like, ha ha ha, Porter, he's really funny. And always just, uh, get that door open. Jesus. Like Seriously, I, would have,
1: if I'm at, I knock on a door and someone doesn't answer within like two minutes. I immediately call them. And if they don't pick up, I leave. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how, it doesn't matter if I've traveled <laughs> four hours to get to that person's house, I'm yeah. leaving.
0: I am out of here. Yeah, McDuff's performance is quite amusing also in. <laughs> he's quite amusing when he's found his king dead. It's funny how panicked he was, I thought. Oh my god, yes, <laughs> I he noticed was huge. that.
1: He was. Horror, sp- horror! Screaming. He was. <laughs> I mean, you would be.
0: Oh, sure. Oh, horror! Horror!
2: Horror! <laughs> Confusion his masterpiece! What is a most
0: <laughs> But it was just such a big performance. She's oh, woe to the Republic. That's not life in this. <laughs> <laughs> the Wednesday Addams uh, <laughs> response. What I find is, yeah, so... Another increasingly regular segment is that I, if the images aren't distracting me, then I focus in on the words more and so different things stand out to me. So I've got a few observations. Oh, I like Macbeth's line, if chance may make me king, why chance may crown me without my stir? So maybe it'll just happen. Yeah. Maybe I don't have to do anything.
1: We've had that a couple of times where Mm. there is a kind of Macbeth is, can either be like, You know, maybe it will just happen. Like, Or he can be like, we're making this happen. And this this was the, he went from, like, the chance guy. Like, maybe it will just happen to, okay, I'm clearly making this happen now.
0: Yeah, we are making this happen now. (laughs) Um, Oh, Duncan is such a dear little lamb. Yeah. He just shows up and it's like, this castle have a pleasant seat. The air nimbly and sweetly recommends itself unto our gentle senses. You are so dead. (laughs) I was like,
1: (laughs) ah, you're dead
0: you are just the deadest man in scotland (laughs)
1: look at your white hair and your beard (laughs) oh you're so old i don't understand how he's so old and his sons are so young still
0: i know right oh i like this sort of exchange i don't have this word for word but the gist of it is um we'll talk about the witches later okay i'll say when yes (laughs)
1: leave it to me
2: (laughs) when we can entreat an hour to serve we would spend it in some words upon that business if you would grant the time that's your kind pleasure if you shall cleave to my consent when tis, shall make honour for you.
1: I'll call you, you don't yeah. call me Banquo. <laughs> and Banquo's like, sounds legit. And then he goes off and has like a powwow with his son.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, a double meaning line. There were two moments where from the 1960 version and the 1970 version, we'll talk about in a moment. One version delivered it mad. The other version wore it sad. And the, in this one, we have Banquo's line, I fear, th- um, oh, you're king, great, but I fear thou played most foully for it. And here he's mad, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I fear thou played most foully for it. Meaning, I think you killed the king. Which is interesting, because the extent to which Banquo knows the truth isn't necessarily something I've drawn out of previous versions.
1: Yeah, I think the because Banquo is, as we lo- know from Throne of Blood, Mm. Macbeth's best friend his best friend his best friend like actually <laughs> like beginning they're really close yeah. and then obviously yeah you know it gets to the point where he gets murdered but
0: yeah.
1: in this one it was like Banquo was just such a good guy
0: yeah he was just gonna kind go of along with it
1: and he was the good guy maybe like holding Macbeth to yeah. a standard and mm. without Banquo holding him to that standard yeah. He didn't, you know.
0: It makes it more heartbreaking, the idea that, that Banquo gets killed for ultimately just not wanting to take arm against his friend who he knows is a bit of a shit. It just makes him even more kind of Duncan-esque in his lamishness.
1: Yeah, Banquo should have been king. Fuck me.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that would have been my main question. <laughs> if it was like, Macbeth, you're going to be king and Banquo, your sons are going to be kings. Wait, what happens to me? Don't worry about that. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. It'll all become clear <laughs> very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Just before he dies, it's like, oh, oh, shit. <laughs> Two lines from when the murderers come back and report to Macbeth. First, um when one of them says that he's the one who personally killed Banquo, Macbeth says, "Thou art the best of the cutthroats." <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great title. I won that with my CV. <laughs> best the, the best cutthroats. of the cutthroats. <laughs> Amazing. A little later when they say they didn't kill fleance he says, but now I am cabined, cribbed, confined, and bound to saucy doubts and fears. Saucy? And saucy <laughs> doubts and fears.
1: Okay, give me a saucy doubt right now. <laughs> like what, what is that?
0: What is my saucy doubt? My... <laughs> I can't think of anything that's not pure filth, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's, that's a really common, I was, yeah. I was aiming for like British seaside kind of saucy, you know?
1: Oh, saucy like ketchup.
0: Well, there's that too, but also just like cheeky, you know, oh, not okay. too graphic.
1: More like <laughs> pinching the bum of a 1950s pin yeah. yeah,
0: that's a saucy issue.
1: <laughs> that's a, that is a saucy issue.
0: It is, and they need to be brought up by Obama. I guess
1: a saucy doubt would be, do I pinch the bum of a 1950s oh pin
0: <laughs> Should I? Is it correct? God says so. So, uh, trammel up the consequence. Did they actually show the murder? No. No, but... I like what they do with the handover because Macbeth has his speech, oh, dagger before me, etc. And then he goes up a staircase to go do the murder. We zoom past him to Lady Macbeth descending the staircase on the other side and now we're joining her perspective for, um, you know, if, if he had not resembled my father, I'd have done it myself thing. And that was yeah. good. That was a good handover of narrative.
1: Nice. Yeah, it was uh, it was very quick.
0: Mm, yeah, very smooth. But... I remember in the 1952 version, I missed the fact that he was off to go do the murder. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it had more emphasis.
1: Maybe they realised that and they were like, this time we're going to make it obvious. <laughs>
0: Guys, a significant amount of our audience doesn't realise that they killed Duncan. So, we've got to do something.
1: I have to say about the murder, Lady Macbeth has a great line where she's like, obviously this is not verbatim, mm. but he's like, what? In our house? someone he got killed oh my god like it's so obvious that she knows
3: Whoa, alas. in our house?
1: but oh, because no this idea. is theater obviously that's how it's supposed to be but it's just Whoa. great it's like what how did oh, i have no idea this happened this is brand new information
0: stabbed to death you say i didn't say you was stabbed to death oh <laughs> oh uh okay <laughs> uh what bloody man is that? How was how was Macbeth again? How was Maury Sevens second time round?
1: Okay, so at the beginning I write down, it seems like they're both over it. Like, they've done this before, <laughs> and they're just over- okay. However, they got better throughout the movie. Like, at the yeah. beginning, I thought they were both milking it. They were much more dramatic than before.
3: Right. Like, they clearly
1: knew their lines, like, from the last time or something. And yeah. their hands were everywhere, gesticulating, and their-
0: yeah.
1: all this kind of stuff. So, um, but I did think that he got better as he got crazier. Mm. Um, He kind of got more, like, introspective- yeah, um, but I didn't. He wasn't my favorite Macbeth, but he wasn't terrible no. either.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. I think this shows him to be a very good theatre actor because six years after his initial performance, and some of those deliveries are exactly the same. Yeah, like exactly. w- no tone for tone, the same.
2: Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day. To the last syllable of recorded time. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded
0: time. And Anderson too, and that does show mastery. It shows that you've refined this performance to a fine point you know, a perfectly running machine that by the very nature, because you're a theatre actor, you've rolled out night after night after night with precision so that everyone gets the same experience. But, I mean, surely part of the thrill of a live performance should be spontaneity. Yeah. And sort of, you know, you never know how it's going to begin. Maybe if the actor comes in with a slightly different energy than last night, you're going to bounce off that and, you know, do it a little differently. But all of that is sort of, you know, the theatre of later years and more recent... Yeah. I Jesus, think one, so.
1: an example of that, example of doing things differently, mm. will be a very simple thing, where there's that line that we perform at the beginning, it's yeah. the we, we should fail line. So yeah. some Lady Macbeth say, and if we fail, then we fail. Like, don't worry yeah. about it. And some people read it like, we fail? Like, yeah. how dare you say that we fail?
0: Anderson once, and that was one of the lines, because Anderson once again delivers it that exact same way of,
1: we fail.
0: Yeah, exactly, like how they
1: suggest that we would fail.
0: Yeah, and to hit that note, six because I presume they didn't re-watch their performance before they did this. They might
1: have done, actors do do that. They They may have
0: done, but six years on to have hit that same sort of emotional note is very, very remarkable.
1: And the fact that I noticed it twice, Yeah. six years in between, and she is very memorable, (laughs) like her face. Oh yeah, yeah. We kind of slipped into Lady Macbeth here. We
0: have. I'll just say that what I really want is to see Nicolas Cage play Macbeth. That's my conclusion. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> Maybe tomorrow one day. Tomorrow and tomorrow.
1: Nick Cage, if you're watching this, please, please, let's just do Macbeth. You can even direct <laughs> it. It's fine.
0: <laughs> you can be it. You can be Macbeth.
1: You can do all the characters. Go Nick method. Cage in every, every character.
0: Then <laughs> you were a man. So, uh, the serpent under it. Yeah, we've got Judith Anderson back. We've got her back, everyone. And um, I found her more natural this time around. I found that maybe she delivered her lines a bit more subtly. Um, I thought her, she had a lot more, like I said, gesticulation
1: than last oh, time. Yeah. But she clearly knew her lines yeah. incredibly well. They She was saying them in this kind of very natural way hmm. where she's known them for years, which she has known them for years because she did it yeah. six years ago. Her costumes... Were absolutely yeah. amazing she had this one where she had this big ass train where like people had to carry it <laughs> behind her and she Love wore that. it she wore it in this way that she was like yeah i've got a big ass train and what <laughs> like it she clearly didn't didn't bother her at all and yes yeah. yeah, she was very like i feel like yeah she she's one of those people that felt like she was born to play the with Beth, and yeah. she's gonna play it she's gonna play it like how she wants to
0: play it yeah absolutely it was a very commanding performance um i like the fact that we got two extra scenes with her that are often left out one of them is immediately after macbeth sends the murderers in which he goes up and she's like how now and you know they talk a bit about how and just before he arrives she's kind of talking about how she regrets it and that she would actually be better off as being part of you know what they have destroyed as opposed to being, you know, surviving it and being the perpetrators, which then Macbeth comes in and echoes, but she reassures him. So it's like she has to discard her own doubts and fears so that she can reassure her guy who's already starting to crumble. And that's interesting. It's an interesting commentary on mental health. And there's another interesting bit later on where Macbeth, of course, says, cure her of this. And it's another point of sad v mad. <laughs> Only then this time we get the sad one here, because Macbeth is very much a case of, oh, please just cure her. Please. I need you to cure her. Like, oh, she's experiencing mental health issues. Fix her. I need yeah. you to fix her.
1: That's not a thing.
0: Yeah, not a thing. And of course, they didn't understand at the time, but it's interesting to see that very male approach to mental health. Sort of, okay, what do I need to do? What do I need to take? How do I fix this?
1: Yeah, exactly. As opposed to or, the female yeah. mental health, which is like, okay, I know, I know this is an issue and let's talk it out.
0: <laughs> and she tried to talk it out in her sleep, which is yeah, not...
1: Yeah, <laughs> I actually I, did say that the sleepwalking scene was really creepy in this.
3: It's creepier yeah. than the original. And who would have thought the old man to have had so much blood in him? A thing, of fife, had a wife. Where is she now?
0: Where'd his sister, spookiest witches?
1: Uh, they were kind of like scraggly. All the
2: hair, neck of bed. Hail to thee, Thane of Blond. Oh, hail there. Hail to thee, Thane of Cold. Yeah. But
1: did you notice that that was That a one of them
2: was really witch? hot? Yeah,
0: third <laughs> witch. Third witch was really hot.
1: <laughs> I was like, I was just writing down, ooh, they're kind of scraggly, and then I had to stop and be like, hang on a second.
0: Who's this? Who's
1: this bitch? Like... <laughs> Yeah, so there was one hot witch, which was weird, but I it guess was a bit like, weird. that kind of made it a bit different in the way that it's like these witches, they're not all just like these like scraggly old ladies. Yeah, like witches can be any age or hotness yeah. level. So there you go, kids.
0: <laughs> kids, you can be any kind of witch you want. I guess it's more like hocus pocus now. That was the Sarah Jessica Parker one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I was reading along a little bit this time with the play to see what they overlooked, and I noticed something that we that hasn't been portrayed yet, and I would be very surprised if it actually ends up getting portrayed in any of our versions. In the play, the witch's mistress shows up, Hecate or Hecate, Hecate yes, perhaps. Hecate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She shows up and She's she scores mentioned. them.
1: She's been mentioned a couple of times. She has
0: Macbeth mentions her twice. Yeah. in his speeches. But I think it's she-
1: just a bit confusing if you have Hecate. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, there's witches, and then there's like this mistress witch, and it's like, yeah, who, the main witch. It doesn't really, She's not really needed.
0: Not really, but it's interesting that she shows up and scorns the sisters for helping Macbeth, and it's like, is that what they did? Because I always assume that what they did is inherently destructive, and uh, at the in both the first prophecy and the second, it, it, it could be
1: read as help if it's like a warning.
0: So I guess if they're so. like,
1: what, So maybe she's taken out because. You don't want it to be read as they're warning him. You want it to yeah. be seen as they because are. Preserves the ambiguity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, he needs not our mistrust. It's uh, Satan again, and it's actually pronounced "Satan." I noticed in this one, which will help distinguish it a bit. But yeah, it makes sense. Make the third murderer Macbeth's most trusted servant.
1: Yeah, yeah. and they they explain it. Yeah, they. Um, yeah. He says, "Like, oh, hey, just I was just walking in the woods. Shall I join you and your murderous?" <laughs> like, you know, murderous thing and they, oh, really? they're
0: like, "Hey, yeah, come on. Let's go. Well, oh, that's interesting. Because the usual playline is um, you know, oh who sent you? Macbeth, okay. No, well, in this
1: one it's like he like stumbles huh. upon them.
0: Huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are you do what are we up to, lads? A murder? Great. Love those. And
1: they're like, come with us. And he's like, Sure. <laughs> okay. So, but then after
0: yeah. like, that we do what I want to do. It's like, fine. <laughs> then um... we go bowling. <laughs> So I think that about wraps it up. I think if you're gonna watch the Maury Seven's Jude of Kerr Macbeth, this is a better one to watch than the teleplay, I think. It's um more it's more whole, I think. It, it's less messy than the teleplay, and I think it just it, it's more ambitious in its scope. But know what you're signing up for. This is a filmed version of the play still. It's just filmed on a very lavish scale and set. Yes, it's indeed. Not a movie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So the originalities that we do have are very minor.
0: Yeah. But interesting. And, and, and mark it above other televised versions of the play, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on. So there were no adaptation of Macbeth in uh, the 1960s. I guess everyone, everyone had other things on their minds. They had their own saucy, <laughs> doubts and fears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for our second play, we wanted to watch the 1970 BBC Play of the Month, Macbeth, with Eric Porter and Janet Sussman. But we could not find it anywhere. If anyone
1: um, has that on DVD get, yeah. or Video you know, on their laptop, likely. please send it and we will
0: do it. <laughs> yeah. Seeing as it's BBC, there's every chance the BFI have it in their media tech. Okay. Um, we can check that once the lockdown is lifted. But um, Or I might email someone. I, could, I know a couple of people over in the archives. I could try and reach out. But anyway, for now, we are just going to have to switch to the other side, as people used to do back then. And uh, this is the Thames Television ITV production of...
1: Macbeth. Macbeth. <laughs> I don't know how he said off like it could be anything other than
3: Macbeth.
2: We will proceed no further in this business.
3: Was the hope drunk wherein you dressed yourself? Hath it slept since? And wakes it now to look so green and pale at what it did so freely? For thee, peace.
2: I dare do all that may become a man. Who dares do more is none.
3: What beast was then that made you break this enterprise to me? When you durst do it, then you were a man. And to be more than what you were, you would be so much more than man. If we should fail We fail. But screw your courage to the sticking place and we'll not fail
0: <laughs> Um originally broadcast in five parts in nineteen seventy, it is brought together into one two hour movie. Yeah, this was Katie. Long. Yeah, this was a long one. This was so,
1: longer than Throne of Blood, I think, or at least as long as Throne of Blood.
0: Yes, it was slight. No, it was slightly longer. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Big old thing. So, Katie, is our upon the stage? How was it?
1: Well, this is the
0: first in proper colour. Yes. Like the last one was like in... Very muted tones.
1: Yeah, very muted tones. This one, I was like, as soon as it started, I was like, oh my god, we have colour. Because we've been watching all these in black and white.
0: Yeah. Um, television in particular you know we used to be shot onto a lot of the time onto sort of a, a strange kind of stock that wasn't necessarily film i can't remember what it's called but the 10 years makes a lot of difference at this stage
1: um all the things really that I have to say about this kind of filter into other sections okay overall yeah it's quite i don't want to say low budget i think low yeah. key is the is the word
0: there is a cheapness to yeah. some of it, it has to be said.
1: <laughs> like, for example, when Macbeth becomes King of uh-huh. he it's done in, like, a barn.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: in this weird, <laughs> like, with, like, straw on the floor. Yeah. And we, I'm like, why is this happening in a freaking barn? Like, the whole I'm so castle.
0: <laughs> The whole castle is, like, three rooms in a courtyard, really. It's, yeah, there's not much grandeur
1: sorry I'm still <laughs> laughing at the barn I was like hang on a second King of Scotland
0: is... that sounds about right to be honest yeah
1: the King of Scotland <laughs> lives in a barn
0: <laughs> yeah it's shot for coherence again not much atmosphere you know it's small screen you've got to make sure people can see who's who especially if a cast is big so lots of close ups holy shit do we get in there yeah um, it's particularly soliloquies which are slightly funny because the characters like turn to face the camera and we slowly zoom in on their face <laughs> It's kind of amusing just to imagine that the other characters can hear all of this and they're just like, what's going on?
1: <laughs> what is happening? Why is that camera <laughs> so close to her face? it
0: um, <laughs> might just pan to a long shot and everyone's just staring at him as he stares off into space.
1: I like the bit <laughs> right at the beginning where Macbeth and Banquo hear the witches, um, mm. witches' original thing, the first predictions. Oh, and yeah. They're kind of amused. Like, if we've had mm. this before, I can't remember, it might have been an Orson Welles one or something. Well, but I they're kind Orson of like... Amused, yeah. What a joke, like, yeah, they're me, King of Scotland, ha ha.
0: Yeah. It kind of yeah. brings a
1: little bit of, like, reality to their friendship.
0: Yeah, I think for the most part they start laughing once they've left, and then yeah. they're like, uh, King of Glans," was it? <laughs> that very same thing, you know, and it's, yeah, a little gag after the witches have left, because when they see the witches, most of the time they're pretty spooked out by them. Yeah, it's a very literal adaptation. Case in point, there's an actual dagger that he sees before him.
1: Yeah, it's like yeah. kind of floating... <laughs> oh yeah. it's like not floating it's like on the wall but i couldn't tell whether it was I like it's a, on the wall or whether it was floating
0: i think it's meant to be floating because it's like a vc uh a vc effect it, it right. fades out after a minute so it's like composited images
1: right and, yeah um, i was a bit confused about that but yeah there's yeah. a literal dagger like he's like yeah. is this a dagger and i'm like yeah
0: <laughs> yeah definitely we can confirm <laughs> i could see that, that. <laughs> it's yeah and again that just adds slightly to the silliness yeah, because it made me think of like the stage productions that would have like a dagger on a string or something, and it's definitely, definitely better to just have him imagine the dagger.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah, a dagger. Let's I see write that down.
0: Someone of the in back the... some of the backs, just like yes. Let's
1: write this down down. The things we've learned about him the birth. Number one, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely better to not yeah. have a floating dagger. Don't
0: have a floating dagger. <laughs> um, pretty standard performance. I-, I would say overall, my review is pretty standard performances from everyone, but very strong leads.
1: Yes, well, we'll get to those, or should we do them Yeah, we will.
0: No, we'll get to those, but no one else in the supporting cast really stood out to me, as I guess. No,
1: I agree, which I was kind of, like, looking a bit more for Banquo in this one, because we just had a great Banquo, and no, he didn't stand out, neither did Macduff. Um, Yeah. Macduff had good hair, again, usually Macduff (laughs) is the one with good hair. It's it's horrible to have long hair, because he He always seems to have long hair. There
0: must be a line of dialogue that we've missed that alludes to his luscious locks.
1: (laughs) Dream curls.
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, sometimes the actors just awkwardly step into frame. It's just like, okay, here, just there, I'm my mouth. Yeah, okay. Um, lo and behold, and it's just a slightly, it just, it speaks to the ever so slight crapness of it. And yeah. I mean that affectionately. This is, I, I saw in the comments on YouTube, a lot of people saying, oh, I watched this at school. It feels like that. Yes, it absolutely. It feels like it was made for schools.
1: Exactly what I was thinking, not even joking. Yeah. I was like, if I was an English teacher teaching Macbeth, this is the yeah. version I would probably show them. Yeah. Banquo overplays his death to the absolute oh, nth God. degree.
2: Oh me! Play, friends! <laughs> Play! Play! The mystery maze! Slave!
0: But it was such an awkward death. He comes, he's just walking along and suddenly they come out and stab him in a one shot. And he just, yeah, you're right. He just writhes around a bit. Run, son!
1: Revenge! I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be on horses as well. Yeah.
0: And there's (laughs) no They're just having a walk in the Scottish Highlands. They've got coconuts. (laughs) Oh God. The only other note I'll say about the film before we move on to talking about um, how close it is to Shakespeare is that the boy who played Kid Macduff uh, grew up to play Jen in the Dark Crystal, which is Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Dark well, Crystal play, I think, segment. Voice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair is foul and foul is fair. How close to Shakespeare are we?
1: Like, pretty much exactly...
0: Closest yet, I'd say. Every... I was following along. Every scene is here. Even if the scene is shortened, everything is represented. Yeah, because this is a few... the
1: longest one we've had so far.
0: Longest one we've had so far, and it does include a few we could have done without. I was interested that we joined the conversation with Macduff and Malcolm before Ross gets there. And I was like, oh, what's here? Five minutes of talk that doesn't come to much is what's there.
1: Yeah, I was like, what is this like chat that's going on?
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, Macbeth is a dick. And it's like, yeah, but we can't kill him. Well, Macbeth killed his king yeah but we're better than that and it's just it's just that for five long minutes before ross shows up and gets to be hilarious um and that again that's again makes this a pretty good version to show to school kids if you want to give them a whole a holistic idea of the play but if you want them to actually be interested in Macbeth, then um probably show them Orson wells um
1: yeah also if if you're wanting to show your kids a version of Macbeth. To the kids that aren't going to read the play, because that is like 50% of your kids. (laughs) This is probably the one to show them.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Okay, this is the thing I'm most excited about. Extra ghosts, yes! Yes, so many Finally, (laughs) we get all three creepy vision ghosts. That's of Banquo's ghost is very creepy.
1: Very creepy, incredibly creepy. Very bloody, very
0: spooky. And then we have the vision ghosts, including second ghost, freaky blood baby oh
1: my god the blood baby i wrote that down i was like Jeez. what is this creepy oh. hella creepy blood baby
0: that talks
1: oh my god yeah really very, really creepy
0: yeah i was very happy to see extra ghosts um <laughs> that was a big plus i hope we have more extra ghosts in our future
1: in our future
0: in our future
1: <laughs> just like the next time i see you whenever that's gonna be in like a month's time there or will be extra ghosts be like i've brought a ghost with me i hope that's okay
0: <laughs> b-y-o-g so <laughs> <laughs> um ross's poker face good pause and a slow nod as well
1: yeah
2: how does my wife why well and all my children well too the tyrant has not battered at their peace no they were well at peace when i did leave them
0: good pretty good
1: they're right yeah wait (laughs) did you say wife oh no she's dead
0: (laughs) oh that's right also extra great detail after he's answered wife is fine kids fine they were at peace when i saw them turns his back (laughs) to the guy so that he can address um malcolm it's like anyway as i as we were saying i'm really interested in what we were talking about don't worry about him and his questions i
1: still don't know why mcduff is not more pissed off with ross who just lied to him <laughs> he's like oh thank god my I wife's think... okay oh no no sorry actually she's dead
0: <laughs> i think we're getting a punch in jed kerzel's version we'll see when we get there but i'm pretty sure that ross gets punched for his for i his would nonsense. punch him
3: yeah <laughs> We'll
0: um, find out when we get as far as 2015.
1: Though in this one, this version... So, firstly, we do see Macduff's wife and kid. Yep. Um, that's one of those scenes that most people cut out.
0: A lot of people cut it out. I, um, quite, I kind of felt it this time. I felt how... kind of Because they were playing together and kind of having fun and enjoying each other's company.
1: I would have felt it if it wasn't oh. for the fact that the kid had a Cockney accent. And I was like, <laughs> what is this kid's Jen accent? From- what Jonathan are you Duck doing Crystal. in
3: Scotland? <laughs> How will you live? As birds do, Mother. What? With worms and flies?
1: With what I get, I mean, and so do they. Oh,
3: my God. Because
1: most people here have British accents. There's no Scottish yeah. accents here.
3: But this no kid had a, a very
1: cockney accent, and I was just like, I can't feel for you. Though the wife, I did feel for the wife. However, you do kind of get the sense that um, neither of them like each other that much. <laughs>
0: Oh, there was a couple of moments of affection there and it freaked me out when the kid's final words were like run mother no no like, not oh. the
1: kid and and the wife oh the wife and Macduff.
0: oh jesus I, yeah she's pissed at him
1: yeah so i was she's like maybe full it's on. For the best. yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> no she's full on he left us here he's abandoned us he's a traitor you know yeah
1: your your father is dead she says
0: yeah and she yeah absolutely tells the kid that he's dead that's pretty grim <laughs> Um, I misspoke there. I said the porter had a Scottish accent. I was thinking of the last one. Northern porter in this one. The
2: porter was great.
0: <laughs> he was so... Fairly saucy.
2: If a man were porter of Elgate, he should have all turned in the key. Knock, knock, knock. Who's there in the name of Beelzebub?
1: <laughs> he was, yeah, saucy at the, all the all the lines. That, all no, the lines they didn't cut in out well. any of the saucy lines um oh. and he looked a bit like a like a imp like a kind of ah because he was so like little and and rotund oh cool
0: <laughs> a little impish guy at the gate <laughs> <laughs> that's what every every household should have
1: and he's all like oh, maybe i could go be pulled somewhere else we so this just knock him.
0: <laughs> okay lines that stuck out to me this time because again we're pretty close to the text here without much visual flair to distract me Shakespeare's amazing language. You should be women, and yet your beards forbid me to interpret that you are so Jesus Christ, Banquo.
1: Yes, I noticed that it's too. It's
0: twenty twenty. Let them have beards if they want.
1: Yeah, the witches had like the witches were very like yeah. scra- scraggly and dirty. Yes, very like there was they were covered in what looked like kind of seaweed or something.
0: Yes, they had seaweed, right? And they they did indeed have beards. Yes, um, um, yeah. and I
1: noticed that the beard line, which I think is in. The, the text is in the text yeah it's, it's in the text yeah.
0: yeah this stood out to me on both watches let every man be master of time till seven at night which is a lovely way of saying just do what you want till dinner
1: yeah <laughs> just like see
0: at seven let's all just be master of our own time until what time's the film eight o'clock okay let's be master of our own time until then
1: yeah let's okay let's meet up one day at like <laughs> one and then book a film for like three and then yeah. I'll be like, let's all oh, let's just be masters of our own time till three,
0: <laughs> just
1: so we can save her.
0: Can we hang out together? Mm, to make society the sweeter welcome, we will keep ourselves till supper time alone.
1: <laughs> and then just walk off, and then like see if the other people in that group. Let's invite Jen and see if she's confused.
0: <laughs> I love the idea of that, though. To make society the, the sweeter welcome, let's not hang out together till then. I'll, I'll miss. You. I need to miss you a bit, you know.
1: You're Like I kind of got a bit of an innuendo from it as well. Almost oh. like you want to leave me and
0: Lady Macbeth alone. <laughs> hey, do you guys want to leave me alone? I just became king, and and she's got a big ass train. <laughs> <laughs> love that big ass train. Oh, I love this when the mur- again it's it's a good scene when the murderers come back and um- oh no, this is when he's recruiting the murderers, and um, he's asking them you know what they would be willing to do, and he says they say we are men, my liege, and he says hi. and the catalogue you go for men. <laughs> I love that. It's like yeah, yeah. If I was selling you. You'd, I'd probably have to do it as, for men <laughs> <laughs> yeah men I guess is the closest you, you fit into oh yeah really great delivery from Michael Jason who we will get to um, when the murderer is reporting back he says in a ditch he bides with 20 trenched gashes on his head and the line is thanks for that as, and I think usually it gets performed as thank you for doing that but Jason's just like
2: safe in a ditch he bides with 20 trenched gashes in his head the least a death to nature Thanks for that.
0: Like, thanks for the image. Yeah. <laughs> thanks. I needed thanks to know that. For that. <laughs> Tell me more about how you killed my best friend. I laughed out loud at this one. What does the
2: tyrant? Great Duncan, in he strongly fortifies. Some say he's mad. Others that lesser hate him do call it valiant fury. <laughs> I love that. Just some say
0: he's insane. People who don't hate him, they say he's valiant.
1: Oh, that's the only two ways to describe people sometimes. <laughs>
0: Macbeth calls a servant a cream-faced loon. <laughs> which is great. Uh, and then that same guy shows up later and he says, oh my God, that's so perfect because he calls him a cream-faced loon. And then later on he shows up to say there are soldiers here. And he says, what soldiers? Way face. <laughs> <laughs> it weigh, so it's, it's back like, to cream.
1: Why do you hate that guy so much?
0: <laughs> and when the guy says the English force, he says, take thy face hence. <laughs> Go over there with your cream face. Okay, trammel up the consequence. Did they show the murder? No. No. Abrupt cut from before and then LM sort of during. But it's communicated fine. I I got that that's what was happening. Yep. What bloody man is that? And we've got
2: Michael Jaston. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time. And all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out. Out, brief candle. Life's but a walking shadow. A poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury,
0: signifying nothing. Nothing. And I really recognized that name, Michael Jason, and I was like, "Where do I know this guy?" Turns out he played Peter Gwilym in the BBC Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, and I've seen him talk live at a Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy anniversary event. Oh that's the wow! Benedict Cumberbatch role for people only familiar with the film.
1: I, I, yeah, that's cool. Mm. I mean, I've read the book as well, and oh yeah, yeah. I kind of see that.
0: I think he plays him as Smiley's People as well. I think he reprises the role and is very very much not gay, as Cumberbatch's um, Gwilym was. In Smiley's People, I think he's got a wife and kid.
1: So in this one, he's kind of like, is kind of young and handsome. Mm. Yeah, he's, this yes, is the youngest younger. Macbeth, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, so I, I didn't really make that many mot- notes about Macbeth, which mm. means that he wasn't terrible. But sure. he wasn't like memorable
0: either. I quite liked him. He had a really great voice.
2: I liked that voice. If ill, why hath it given me earnest of success commencing in a truth? I am Thane of Cordor. If good, why do I yield to that suggestion whose horrid image doth unfix my hair and make my seated heart knock at my ribs against the use of nature? Present fears are less than horrible imaginings. My thought, whose murder yet is but fantastical.
0: And very charismatic eyes, I found. He had big eyes and we kept zooming in on his face. So... <laughs> it stood out um yeah fairly nuanced performance so far but understated i will say
1: yes yeah they, it wasn't like Orson wells but it also sure. wasn't like he could have this he could have played it in a film like mm. it wasn't a tv yeah, I think so. made for tv movie performance but yeah it wasn't Orson wells
0: no it didn't reinvent it like Orson wells or toshio mifune kind of did for the character okay the serpent under it right that lady macbeth and we've got barbara lee hunt who is best known for being strangled to death in Alfred Hitchcock's last great film Frenzy.
1: Oh, um, I loved her.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's great. <laughs> I thought the youngest she... lady Macbeth.
1: Youngest lady Macbeth. Gorgeous but very innocent looking.
0: Yeah. Very
1: like Undershaft. Um she's her switch between innocence mm. and mean is like yeah, yeah. A... in a second she goes from being like this very comforting kind of flower to being the serpent under it and that's it was so good the switch Mm. between the
3: two unsex me here and fill me from the crown to the toe top full of direst cruelty make thick my blood stop up the access and passage to remorse that no compunctious visitings of nature shake my fell purpose nor keep peace between the effect and it Come to my woman's breasts and take my milk for gall, you murdering ministers.
1: She's yeah. enunciates so well. I heard every single <laughs> word she was saying, which is true. really important if you were going to show this to your <laughs> um, English class teachers. Yep. Very she true. seems like she. Sometimes we get a weird switch with Lady Macbeth because she yeah. does go in the play from being like fine to being not fine, yeah. and yeah. the switch happens. Here, kind of like when, but just before Banquo's death.
3: Mm, yeah, and she's, she's kind of like on the done, turn
1: She's like, um, you know, i she's kind of like, I was a wife, and now I'm not.
3: Kind yeah. of thing,
1: and and that she's just sad now, and that's it works well with with her, the way that she's done up, you know, very yeah, very innocent looking in the kind of thing was just Like I thought this would be good, but actually now I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so she Absolutely. makes this
1: change a lot more subtle.
0: Yes, it's the best attempt yet, I think, at bridging that gap between the sort of fierce young woman and the sort of crazy victim of the third act, of the final act, I should say. Um, Yeah, I found her really charming and sinister when she was being duplicitous, um, when she welcomes Duncan, you know, so warmly. There's a really great sort of creepiness there to the fact that she's doing it.
3: All our service in every point, twice done and then done double, were poor and single business to contend against those honours. Deep and broad, wherewith your majesty loads our house.
0: And in the feast scene, where she needs to reassure Macbeth and get him to just chill out, she seemed really desperate.
3: You have displaced the mirth, broke the good meeting with most admired disorder.
2: Well, now I think you can behold such sights and keep the natural ruby of your cheeks when mine is blanched with fear. What sights,
3: my lord? I pray you, speak not. He grows worse and worse, question enrages him at once. Good night. Stand not upon the order of your going, but go at once!
0: Yeah. Like, for the love of God, stop talking now. Yeah, that's probably my least favourite
1: scene as well. Yeah, In, like, the whole play. Um, yeah. Just because it's really awkward. It's like, oh, he's like <laughs> this all the time, don't worry about it. But she did it well.
0: Yeah, she was just like, for Christ's sake, stop talking, because you're about to give away something. And, yeah, just everyone get out quick. <laughs> you know, before my husband admits that he just killed the king and also his best friend.
1: Um, and also the sleepwalking scene was so, like, mm. sorrowful. Yeah, it was it was really good sleepwalking scene. I was very <laughs> like, she is gone. Yeah, oh,
3: his fie, my lord, fie! A soldier and a fiend. What need we fear? Who knows it? When none can call our power to a account. And she's
1: kind of like almost schizophrenic mm. in the way that she plays it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There was, yeah, real sadness there. She impressed me early on. I've got this note that I really liked her reading the letter from Macbeth. She had really good letter reading acting. Yes,
1: she, <laughs> like I said, she enunciates know, really know.
0: well. <laughs> she did good acting of reading a letter, just, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. you know, like obviously reading from a letter. and I Yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. And here, here. This is how you deliver that heart so pale in a scornful way.
3: My hands are of your colour, but I shame to wear a heart so white.
0: Yes. That's that's good. And I like, it too, how traumatised her reaction to first seeing what Beth covered in blood is, because it really sort of, you know, it takes her back and you can see that impact, which is great.
1: Yeah, she, he's like, I mm. came, comes in and I've done it. And she's like looking at him like, oh, shit, what have we done? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, a note here on Jason's uh, reaction. So in the previous film, we had the sad reaction to her mental health of, oh, please fix her. Here we have Jason's mad one, which is still very masculine, which is just, oh, fix her, would you?
2: Cure her of that. Canst thou not minister
0: to a mind diseased?
2: Cure her of that. Canst thou not minister to a mind diseased?
0: Yeah. Just come up with something. I haven't got time for her and her shit. Just... Come up with a pill or something. I just don't want to deal with it, and that too was very horribly kind of realistic. And as in a neither of
1: these films, made of TV yeah. films, do we see, yeah. see Lady Macbeth's death.
0: No, no, we don't. No. But both portray her in a bed, I believe. So, still, the idea—I think of—I don't know why I got the thing of her falling to her death from if it was just something Orson awesome Welles did, but. Some reason in my head that was when that happened. That wasn't a surprise. I was like, "Yeah, that's Lady Macbeth dying." Yeah, well, because
1: there's a scream.
0: Yeah, that's maybe it's
1: like. Well, what else would she have done? I think it's determined to be suicide. She probably threw off. Yeah. So I guess I don't know,
0: but yeah, scoop her up and put her in bed. Maybe.
1: Oh, and another last note on Lady Macbeth for me Uh is that we have hand washing scenes yes so this is the second time because we didn't have them in the last one but we did nope. have them in um, Front of Throne blood. of Blood so yep. this is the second time we've had hand washing scenes and I just really I noticed the bowl straight away because they had like water gushing <laughs> into it from like a Ooh. kind of fountain huh. and I was like oh, a hand washing bowl <laughs> we're gonna get a hand washing scene so which Hooray. I really like because it's supposed to be that's what it's mm. supposed to be yeah and that's I guess as we said this is very close to the play
0: so. yeah definitely Okay, weirdest sister. How were those spooky witches? No um, hot ones. <laughs> they time. were
1: dirty and and yeah, kind of disheveled, a but they were spooky.
0: No, they were. But the um, ghosts were spooky. They were a little too flatly shot to be spooky. Yeah, you know, and they had these big performances, and they were kind of cackling and gesturing, and yeah, it was just it, the the production design and the camera work didn't really reinforce their scariness or fret.
3: When shall we three meet again? In thunder, lightning, or in rain, when the hurly burly's done, when the battle's lost and won, that will be ever set of we Where the place upon the heath, there to meet with Macbeth. And there was no like mist
1: or anything, or like no. like thunder and lightning. Like there wasn't Throne of Blood, but I guess yeah. are we we're going to get into the thing now, where most of these, or if not all of them, are going to be in color. So yeah, yeah. is it going to be easier for black and white to to create yeah. spookiness?
0: Well, I mean it does lend itself to great atmosphere and a number of great directors continued using it, you know, whenever they needed to say make something spooky, look at the lighthouse. But um I guess I guess we'll see. We'll, yeah, see, we'll um, see how effectively they do it. Let's Yeah, see how we get on. He needs not our mistrust. Just two murderers. Yes, just two. And again, a really awkward murder of Banquo. Yeah. <laughs> he then does milk. So. so overplayed, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Right, well, I think to sum up on that one, that's probably the one that you should show to kids if you want them to have seen the play and you, you can't get to a performance of the play.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is, very I hope, I don't know if I hope, but I think mm. that is what they were trying to achieve here. Yeah. Was a retelling of the play Um. Like, almost word for word.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And
1: that's why they split it over five parts or whatever it was, because you yeah. need more time. And also, if you're an English teacher, you can easily fill up four lessons <laughs> with, this, <laughs> with this film. So.
0: Perfect. That's exactly what you need. So, I mean, I think my preference, would, uh, just in terms of today, would probably go to the 1960 version. Even though the performances are a little less flashy, maybe, than the younger counterparts, I still feel the production level is higher and I like the cuts. I think the, the 20 minutes that they cut out of the length is actually a good 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, I agree. If I I would love to have seen that Lady Macbeth
0: in oh, the yeah. first performance. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Her versus Maurice Evans. That would have been... Because <laughs> she
1: was one of my favourite Lady Minbeths so far. Yeah. How, but the rest was pretty...
0: We're going to stitch together. We're going to stitch together our favourite, like, all the bits and pieces. What, yeah. what about... Like Orson Welles or Toshio Mifune and this Lady Macbeth. Yeah, that's...
1: exactly. I mean, the Lady <laughs> Macbeth playing against...
0: Barbara Lee Hunt.
1: Um, the Lady yeah. Macbeth in uh, Throne of Blood. I
0: yeah. mean, she
1: is like creepy as oh, hell. Man. But yeah. this Lady Macbeth was different. She was like the innocent, kind of
0: yeah, flighty I mean,
1: Lady Macbeth.
0: Her and Welles would have been a good combo so far. So we'll see if any subsequent Macbeths and Lady Macbeths are able to... And I definitely want Michael Horden as our Banquo so far.
1: Banquo, yeah, he was... <laughs> of today, the Banquet from the first one and the Lady Macbeth from the second one
0: were my favourites of today. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, A Charmed Life. Let's have Katie's Shakespeare fact.
1: Okay, well, let me ask you, Paul. Uh, <laughs> oh. Macbeth is one of the shortest plays, but it's not hmm. the shortest.
0: Uh-oh. Do you
1: know which play is the shortest?
0: Ca- okay, can you confirm if I were to guess that it's going to be a comedy?
1: It is a comedy.
0: It is a comedy, okay. Um oh. let's go.
1: Alright, how about Miss Summer Night's Dream? No. It is the oh. the Comedy of Errors.
0: Ah okay. Which is only <laughs> one
1: thousand seven hundred and seventy lines long. Okay. And I have seen it and it is great. I love comedy of errors. Yay. <laughs> so yeah, that is <laughs> the shortest play, the comedy of errors.
0: Alright, well. How can people find out more about Katie Maiden when they want it?
1: Um they can listen to my other podcast, have you ever heard of? which comes out Mm -hmm. on a Monday, they can go to my blog, katiewritesabout.com, or follow me on Twitter, Mm -hmm. at katiewritesabout. Uh, What about you, Paul? Where can they find more of your juicy film stuff?
0: All the Paul bits. Well, you can find it right here on Screen Mayhem, where I write reviews and appear on podcasts quite a lot. Get all over to One Good Thing and hear me and another guy named Paul talk about bad movies and try and find nice things to say about them. It's hell. And then, after you've done those things, you get right back here next week for a very careful talk about Roman Polanski's 1971 adaptation of the Scottish play.
1: Yes, we're going to do Roman Polanski, but we're going to do him in mindfully, <laughs> so to speak. Yes.
0: I mean, this is the one he made whilst recovering from the violent murder of his pregnant wife, six years before he had sex with a minor. But... I have it on Criterion Collection Blu-ray, so I think it's all fine. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I think they've le- legitimized all of this.
1: <laughs> oh, dear, Criterion. Um, <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you next week.
0: Yeah, until then, away and mock the time with fairer show. False face must hide what false heart doth know.
1: Bye! Bye!